everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? You better buckle up because I'm ready. Holding this story in for you <laughs> to show you how I'm growing so I can get your real-time reaction. I did I'm not, so excited. I didn't tell Mr. Bracey offline, so she's hearing it for the first time, just like many of you. Great. Not my mom, but pretty much everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) So the way I'm growing this week is I am taking my health more seriously. Okay. I feel like I've probably talked about this before, but it's probably been a long time. But growing up, unless you had like a really serious fever or you were actively vomiting, like you know, you were fine. <laughs> you were going to, you were going to push through because, you know, if, if we had to stay homesick then that meant my mom had to stay homesick and she had to take time off and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you couldn't really get away with just like, mm, I'm not feeling that great. You know, she was like, all right, well, we're going to go to school anyway and figure it out. Almost all the time we were fine. So I think I have that ingrained in me of like, you know, Everything's probably fine. So on Wednesday at school, I got a new desk. It's an electric desk that stands. Oh, fancy. I know. It does feel really fancy. And I had it plugged into the wall on the little like three prong strip thing. It wasn't like a surge protector one Uh directly into the wall and you could plug three things into it. And it was all plugged in and then I pushed one of the buttons and I didn't know like where it all stood, but the cord mm-hmm. wasn't long enough to reach the thing. So it got like pulled out of the wall, but it was stuck. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get it out and I wasn't thinking like, oh, why don't you just unplug the things from the desk instead of trying to unplug it from the outlet. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> put my hand behind the thing to try to pull it out and I- Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Touched a prong. (gasps) Ouch. (laughs) Big old shock in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways. And Mm -hmm. thankfully there was somebody else in my office at the time when I did it. And I like, you know, pulled my hand back super fast as soon as I felt it. She was like, oh my gosh, did you just get shocked? And I was like, yeah, but I I think I'm okay. And so I went to the nurse and she checked my blood pressure, checked my heart rate. And my blood pressure was like a little bit higher than it normally is, but you know, not anything crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, I think I'm fine. Like that was kind of shocking, you know, excuse the mm-hmm. literal <laughs> usage of that word and the figurative use. So it was on the tip of my left index finger and it was just kind of tingly for like 30 minutes and then it went away and I was like, okay, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, the top of my left forearm started to hurt and it felt like really achy. And then over the next couple of hours, it worked its way all the way up my left arm into like my shoulder blade and part of my collarbone. Jeez. Felt like tingly and kind of achy. And so then I started to get nervous and I was like, what's going on? And so I asked the nurse, I was like, is that normal? Like for it to feel, you know, kind of achy and like, it just feels like it needs to be massaged. Like it feels like it just did a really hard workout. And she was like, yeah, that's probably, you know, pretty normal, whatever. So I went on the internet, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> and then 
I called my regular doctor and I was able to talk to like a medical assistant and they were just like, you know, taking down a bunch of information. And she was like, I'll get back to you later today. But if it gets worse, you should go to urgent care. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor texted our friend Max, who's been a nurse for a long time. And he was like, mm-hmm. no, she definitely needs to get checked out because with electrical injuries, there's so many things that can happen inside your body that you can't see. And yeah, they need to catch it early. So I went to urgent care and they did an EKG, which came back normal. And then they did some muscle tests, I guess, you know, when they're like, all right, put your arms out and then like, don't let me push your arms down or don't let me, you know, push Mm -hmm. them sideways or whatever. And I could tell that my left arm was weaker than my right arm. Like I wasn't able to push as hard and I'm trying to, I don't think she really did anything else. We just kind of talked about it and she was like, listen, this is kind of a gray area because there could be other things happening. So when you get shocked, it could cause um, heart problems. It could create like a palpitation in your heart. It could Mm -hmm. cause like acute kidney problems. It could cause muscle damage. Like there's a lot of things that could be going on. And so she was like, you can either, we can do some blood work here and see if you have any muscle damage, but we won't get the results back today. Or you can do the most conservative option and go to the ER and they'll monitor your heart for a while to make sure there's nothing that pops up regularly because, you know, an EKG is like just a tiny little snippet. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, they can do a blood test and they'll get the results back in like 30 minutes. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to do the more conservative one because my anxiety is really high about this. Yeah. And I'm like, I hope to do a pull-up one day, you know? So if I have (laughs) muscle damage in my left arm, that is not going to happen. Or I'm going to have to learn how to do a one-armed pull-up and that sounds infinitely harder. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So driven by my long-term goals. We ended up going to uh, the emergency room and they did the cardio monitoring um, and everything looked good. In fact, the doctor said, your heart looks perfect. Wow. What a compliment. What a nice doctor. (laughs) And they did the blood test and it came back negative. He was like, you don't have any muscle damage, um, which was great. But they did give me an IV while I was waiting for the results because he was like, we're just going to give you the IV of what would help your muscles heal if there is any damage, because it's not going to hurt you. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to me and my arm pain, like pretty much completely went away, which was incredible. Wow, I'd never had an IV before. Did you feel like superwoman afterwards? Yeah. I was like, I hope I turn into a superhero shortly. (laughs) That's what this (laughs) IV is actually doing. But also like coming off of a race weekend, that was so nice. Yeah. Yeah, Way better. Just get these muscles good to go. Also had the longest pee of my life after the IV. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so after, you know, like six hours in urgent care in the emergency room, came back that I was all clear. Everything's good. Just a couple things to watch out for over the next like couple weeks. But they were like, it's highly unlikely you will develop any of these things. But if you do, like just, you know, come back. And he said that my nerves in my arm must have just gotten like super irritated from mm-hmm. it and that's why my arm was hurting but as of today arm feels totally normal i am so glad that you took it seriously i know so that was my week welcome back that's to that's an exciting children. crazy <laughs> thing to happen I know. yeah it was a wild time but so i'm growing in just taking my health really seriously and 
being really thorough about checking myself out, making sure I'm good to go. I am so glad. Thank you. Okay. How have you been going? Well, you made me remember that I hadn't checked my lab results. (laughs) (laughs) I saw you look at your phone for a second. I was like, oh, what's happening? It looks fine. Seems like nothing out of the ordinary. Was this your B12? Yes, they did check my B12. So, Okay. See, in that situation, I'm like, that's awesome that your B12 is good and everything looks normal. But then it's annoying because you're like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. like, is this just motherhood? Is that why I'm exhausted? Yeah. I actually am determined not to be that kind of mom. Like, I'm just tired all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to – that would make me annoyed at myself if I Mm -hmm. was just complaining all the time about being tired, which, you know, it's not the motherhood to me. It's the sleep. So Mm -hmm. I will endeavor to solve – my sleep issues. I have a couple of supplements that I already have that the doctor had recommended. Mm-hmm. And she told me that taking them at night, if I'm only breastfeeding in the morning should be fine. So okay, we'll try that. And, and actually my, my growth update is sort of loosely related to your sleep tips mm-hmm. from oh our gosh. last episode. Okay. I was kind of wondering that when you said your Got like a couple of things you're trying. Yeah. Well, after we talked about it, it was on my mind. And I was like, I'm obviously not going to do all 12 of these. No, but it seems, it's exhausting just thinking about trying to implement them all. Yeah, I did try. I tried the not doing caffeine for the first 90 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that well into my day. So okay. and the my ritual of ha- having tea in the morning is one of my favorite parts of my day. So okay. I'm not That's willing fine. to give that one up. But we okay. tried it. We tried it. That's okay. Scratch it off. I also tried the not looking at your phone first thing in the morning, which yeah. went fine. I could do it. Okay. I don't know if I'll commit to it. Like, I don't feel like it made a significant difference in my day. Sure. But I will say thinking about all of these things made me realize, well, maybe not realize, but I was like, I'm going to try instead of reading on my phone, because that's what we talked about at night that like mm-hmm. I read on my phone. I'm going to try switching to a physical book for a little while. and. I think that it's helping me get out of some of the patterns of like, I finish a chapter and then I go do something else on my phone, like check my email or mm. check Instagram or whatever. Um, even just like answering messages. I think I'm like in the habit of kind of flipping back and forth between things yeah. on my phone and it's keeping me on my phone longer. So I I have enjoyed the physical book thing. And I feel like I'm being more intentional about how I'm using my time. The really confusing part is I have a, you know, time tracker, like how much time you spend on your phone. Mm -hmm. And it said that over the course of the, my change week over week, I only decreased my phone usage two hours over the whole course of the week. So I feel like that was Hmm. less than I expected. Yeah, that is less. Are you, I can't imagine this is true about you, but are you a person that it's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to read for 30 minutes. On purpose? Like I'm going to read and not look at my phone for 30 minutes? These t- A couple of times that you've tried reading a physical book, are you setting like a time for yourself of like, okay, I'm going to read so I can get in 30 minutes of reading today? Or No. Uh-uh. Yeah, I figure it. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to do that because I prefer reading to just about anything else. Like at this juncture, I almost never watch TV. I'm reading most of the time. Oh my gosh. So... Can you tell us what what book you're reading? Right now I'm reading the Red Queen series. What's the I first really one enjoy it. Okay. The Red Queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, is it about me? Uh 
she it's, she's not even redheaded, which that's there are good. redheads in the book, so okay. that's good. That seems like a really obvious um, missed opportunity there. <laughs> I mean, definitely, definitely could have been. Um, but yeah, I've really liked it a lot, honestly, to the point where I was surprised I hadn't heard that much about it before. So mm-hmm. if you like fantasy, would recommend. Have you read Fourth Wing yet? Yes, I love it. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I love it so much. I'm going to buy the physical copy and have Seb read it, and then I'll reread it myself before the second one comes out in November. Okay. I am really close to getting it. I'm, I think I have like one more week of waiting or something on okay, the Well, as soon as you it. get it, you should just make sure you have time to read because you're going to okay. want to. I also heard that I should, if there's any other like fantasy type books that I want to read, I should read those first because Fourth Wing is going to ruin all other fantasy books for me. Okay, That's I, I don't think it's going to ruin it. I just, I think maybe, I, I obviously can't speak to whoever said that, but I know that there's a thing, a phenomenon that happens to people where you read a really good book and then like whatever you read next is not that good. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what it is, which I get because like you're coming off of a really high high and it's like hard to live up to that. Right. So maybe just plan on reading something that you don't care that much about yeah. after fourth wing in like a different genre. Yeah, that's probably Switch a good idea. Okay. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed fourth wing. Okay. I'm really excited to read it because everybody I know, like personally, that has read it, has loved it. So I'm pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I haven't heard a bad thing about it. So great. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's my growth update. I Reading. love that. I'm mm. well, and I'm excited that you're like trying some different things so that you can optimize your sleep. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, my sleep's always kind of weird. And I know that there's also, it's hard for me because there's parts of my cycle that's worse than others. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's hard for me to know if something's working or if it's just the time of the month is better than, you know, like last week. So it'll probably be a longer journey than I would like, but it's fine. We'll figure it out. I would also like you to know that (laughs) the other day I saw an ad for this thing that it's for headaches and I thought of you. Okay. And it's this rubbery thing that looks kind of like a swim cap, but you can either put it in the freezer, like put it in the microwave and you pull it down over your head. It's supposed to look like a really big eye mask, I think, but it's just I might have this. silly. <laughs> Do you have it? I might. I have something that sounds really similar. To this. That's funny. Oh, it's like huge, though. It goes from yeah. like kind of like covers your nose and like down towards your mouth, but also goes all the way up to the top of your head, except for it's not like a toboggan because there's a hole at the top. Yeah, I definitely have this. Wow. Does it work? <laughs> Honestly, what I feel like it does is it numbs my head. It is so cold. Like I really, I can't pull it on my head and wear it for a long period of time at all. I have to wait until it like comes out of the freezer and it's cooled down some before I can wear it because it makes my head feel so cold. That's crazy. I think it numbs my head. <laughs> so well, it does work a little whatever bit. you gotta do <laughs> yeah that's fine <laughs> the next chronic condition we're gonna solve is your headaches yes oh my gosh that would be life-changing all right well we are talking about music today this is one that i was just like how have we never mm-hmm. had a dedicated episode about music I know it's pretty surprising because we've covered a lot of the other stuff, the movies, the book. Yeah. And I know we've talked about music here and there. Like I know we talked about it on our bittersweet episode. Sure. But I would say that music is a pretty important part of my life. Yeah. How about you? 
Yeah, I would say so. I feel like it, it ebbs and flows of how much it's in my life, but I would say just historically, it's been really important to me. Okay. Tell me more. Okay. I, <laughs> I bought my first, I guess it was a, I think it was a cassette tape. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I had Pocahontas on cassette. So. Oh, you did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. The soundtrack. <laughs> that was my only cassette, I think, but what it was, was like. favorite song? Oh, Color that's hard. Wind? That's a good one. That's a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, probably. That's, I mean, it's a classic mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. So my first cassette tape, I'm pretty sure it was just a single and it was Torn by Natalie oh, and Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good song. It's a great song. It's kind of a weird song to be your first tape or whatever, but. It kind of is, but I feel like. It is like perfect for me because like that's so my type of music, like especially growing in like middle school and high school, I listened to like alternative, I listened to some screamo, like I was such an emo girl. Mm -hmm. And honestly, just like all the music from the 90s, like early 2000s, it's it's really the best. I mean, yeah, I feel like our generation though had some good like alternative music in that time frame. Mm-hmm. I listened to a lot of alternative stuff too because yeah. it was good. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think I really like the Avril Lavigne soundtrack that came out in middle school. Was it middle a school? A million percent. Yeah. Listen to that over and over. Actually, my mm-hmm. best childhood friend at the time, Taylor Adams, she <laughs> ended up giving me that CD because she was like, you are obsessed. <laughs> like I cannot listen to this anymore. <laughs> like you just get take it out it. of my sight. Yes. So that was really fun. Oh my gosh, Avril Lavigne. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like we'll get into it more, obviously. But music it was very, very special to me, especially in middle school and high school. Very special. Okay. What about you? I would say I. I'm different in that I don't think I was like super into music in middle school and even really into high school. I think a lot of my musical influences were from like whoever was around me. So my dad, mm-hmm. my dad is very into music. So he was a huge contributor to my taste. I think yeah. he would go and buy CDs at a place near his work. And so he would bring mm-hmm. home like a, a wide variety of different types of music, which I That's appreciate. Really fun. And then neither of my parents really at that time listened to country music. So I had a friend in middle school who like would burn me country CDs. So that's kind of when I started listening to country music. And Mm -hmm. I think in high school I had a radio in my room. So I would listen to the radio overnight. That was like my first iteration of sleeping with the TV on, like having some noise in the background. Yeah. I eventually stopped doing that because I would wake up with songs in my head. Um, which now I'm like, that happens to me all the time now. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe that's just the way my brain works. Yeah. (laughs) Your brain's just capturing things. Yeah. Also, I don't know if this is a common thing, but sometimes Seb will say something and then whatever he says is like a line of a song. So then I sing the song and he's like, are you jukebox? Like, (laughs) what is happening? (laughs) Are you one of those people that you know all the lyrics to so many songs? Yes. Did you, was that like a lead? Were you trying to lead me there? Because... When we were in Portland the first time, we were in the car on the way home from the winery, and you turned around and you were like, you know every lyric to every song. And I was like, no, I just know every lyric to the songs that I like. (laughs) Okay, I now remember that, but I did not remember that. 
yeah. that story. Um, now that you say it, I kind of have a vague memory of yeah. that. Most of the time, if I don't know the lyrics to a song I like, I'll go look it up. Or like if I can't understand what they're saying, I'll like go look it up. And then from mm-hmm. then on, I'll never forget it again, which is funny because my memory is terrible. Do you feel like you and Seb have bonded over music? Because I know he is very musical. He plays piano and the drums. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, when you're first dating, you definitely do the like, I'm going to share the music that I like and you share it back. And then you're, it's mm-hmm. like exciting because you're listening to new stuff. Our musical tastes do not overlap very much. Okay. So I listen to a lot of different music. And so I feel like most of the time I like put something on and he either likes or tolerates it. But mm-hmm. when he plays music, I'm like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't I don't know about this. Like I can distinctly remember, which I know that we have a question coming up to this point, but I distinctly remember leaving the house for some reason early in the morning, probably like a doctor's appointment or something and coming mm-hmm. back and him being in the kitchen, blaring some screamo something horrible heavy metal I don't know mm-hmm. and I was like it's 9 30 in the morning how can you listen to this at this time of day <laughs> and he just like he listens to the same music all the time no matter okay. what his mood or the time of day and I like that is oh, so against everything that I am yeah 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 so very I wouldn't say we bonded we like it's been an interesting push and pull because like sometimes he'll play his talk and I'm like oh my god I actually like this and then you know there are artists that we both really like um mm-hmm. but most of it's pop music I would say or um okay. My favorite genre is Motown disco, and he likes that too. So that's nice. Okay, fun. Yeah. What about you and Taylor? We definitely have overlap, but I actually don't like choral music. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like most people are probably not listening to choral music. That's true. Taylor is in a choir, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) he both Mm -hmm. listens to it and sings it, and... Yeah, I I don't love it, but for love, I will endure it (laughs) at at times. (laughs) Does he sing in the house? He does. Yeah, we both sing a lot in the house, but he doesn't sing choral music often in the house unless he's practicing. Okay. But I would, or, you know, maybe occasionally he'll, if he's in a certain mood, he'll put on some symphony and he'll be singing it for just Mm -hmm. randomly, just for his own enjoyment. But yeah, I, I feel like I mostly listen to, I like pop, obviously. I still love the alternative. I feel like actually recently I, I don't listen to a ton of new music. Mm. I feel like I listen to more of the stuff that I already know that I like, or I find new songs when I watch movies or TV shows. I okay. am somebody that pays so much attention to the music that's being played during some, during things that I watch and I'll just mm-hmm. songs and, and yeah. that sort of thing. I honestly think that that is one of the major highlights of Grey's Anatomy. It's like not even just mm. the show, but the music the, and the way that they match the music to the scenes. Mm-hmm. What, I, I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, I agree. I think that is an interesting point though. I I think there's times in your life where you just, and for me, it's when I'm overwhelmed. I'm like, not, I don't have the bandwidth to like look into new music or like Mm -hmm. entertain songs that I don't know the lyrics to. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I'm just like, I'm going to hunker down and listen to what I already have in my library. And then every once in a while, I'll be in a mood to go look for some new music. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times when I'm listening to music, it's because I also want to sing. And so if I don't know the song, I can't really do that. Yeah. That's, it's a real battle. Cause like you want new songs to be able to sing, but also you don't want to have to go through that period of 
I don't know the lyrics, so I can't sing it yet. Yeah, it's not quite as enjoyable. Mm -hmm. When do you listen to music? I listen to something in the shower. I would say 50% of the time that's music and 50% of the time it's a podcast. I listen in the car, but I don't drive that much, to be perfectly honest. And almost always in the car, I listen to country music. Do you like country music at all? I don't. (laughs) That is fascinating. Not at all. There are a couple of artists that I guess are sort of country. I feel like they are, they really can be, they dabble in both. Like I like the Rascal Flats. I like their voices a lot. And that's funny because I hate Rascal Flats. (laughs) (laughs) And I also really like Casey Musgraves. Casey Musgraves newest album. I wouldn't really consider country, but I'm just like, is that the one that Golden Hour is on? No, that is an excellent album. Um, and it's definitely country. Okay. Uh, yeah. Tell me more about why you don't like country music. I'm just (sighs) curious, given that you grew up in a place that probably played country music all the time. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, my friend Taylor that I mentioned earlier, she loved country music. And so if my mom was driving us someplace, obviously I got to choose what we would listen to. And it was always music that she didn't like. And then when <laughs> we would be in her car, they would listen to country music. And I was like, oh, I hate this. That's funny. I really don't. I mean, okay, let me try to articulate it. So it definitely started in like middle school. I also didn't, I don't think my sisters listened to a lot of country music. So it just like mm-hmm. wasn't something that was played in our house very much. Yeah. But I think I just found that all of it kind of sounded the same. I didn't like that it, you know, was, I mean, and this is stereotypical of country music, but you know, it's like, oh, it's all about the truck and it's about losing the girl and Mm -hmm. all of that. And I, in my middle school phase, when I was starting to become very serious about my music listening, I just thought it was silly. (laughs) I mean, it kind of is. Some Some of them are definitely silly. That's for sure. That's fair. Yeah. I think that country music is very singular and that it's like heavy storytelling, which I like, Mm -hmm. which obviously a lot of that is like a little obvious, like Southern culture. Maybe Mm -hmm. we can not sing another song about a pickup truck, but also like the, I don't know. It just feels like homey to me. So, Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I don't even feel like I really started loving country until maybe college. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely, it's definitely like, car riding type music for me. Yeah, I could see that. Especially in the sunshine. It's like, I can't listen to like somber music when it's sunny and like, you can, yeah, you have mm-hmm. the windows down. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, now as a grown up, if people are like playing country music, it's whatever to me. I, I'm not bothered by it. But when I was in middle school, I was like, I refuse. I will not listen to It was like part of your identity. A thousand percent. I was like, <laughs> I am, do not listen to country music. <laughs> That's funny. So were you emo to the point where you hung out with like goth people? Was black your aesthetic? A thousand percent. I think okay. I right. I feel like I didn't grow up in a big enough town to be like, here's the goth crew necessarily. Theater kids I, though. I wore black. I had one of those spiky belts. Oh yeah, those, those are big. Mm-hmm. From like Spencer's or wherever you buy them. Yeah. I have skater shoes. Oh, duh. Of course. Yeah. I painted my room like a dark red in maybe either in eighth grade or ninth grade or something. And I would write song lyrics all over the back of my door in Sharpie. Oh my God. I was lighting candles and laying on the floor (laughs) listening to the cranberries. Like (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) 
<laughs> you are a cliche. I, I am. I really am. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it sounds like right up your alley. You was, were like, I found perfect. my people. Yeah. But yeah, I listened to a lot of Screamo. It wasn't metal. I don't I don't like metal music. It was they they screamed, but they also sang and their voices. My were chemical very romance. Beautiful. Yeah, of course. Like Emery, mm-hmm. Sayosin, Taking Back Sunday, like mm-hmm. into all of them. Yeah. Which now I feel like almost everybody loves. Well, yeah, I listen to some of the their more popular songs. So like yeah. it's good music. Yeah. It's not what I would choose most of the time, but yeah. especially for the nostalgia factor for me, I think. Yeah, for sure. But Seb's pro- Seb's probably more on the same page as you. Yeah, we were definitely singing some cute without the E in the, in the karaoke room uh, during the wedding week. Yeah. Okay, do you play an instrument? I know we talked about Seb, but did you no. ever or do you? I don't. I have always thought maybe eventually I'll learn how to play the piano. I've had a piano in our house for how long have we been married? Like six years now. So mm-hmm. unlikely at this point, I think. <laughs> maybe as a retire, like a yeah. in my old age hobby. I don't know. Yeah. Does Delaney show any interest in the piano or like, does she even know that it like makes noise? She's small, so she can't reach it yet. Probably. No, we actually, we haven't set her up there yet, which I mean, that could be fun. She has like one of those little things where you hit, it's not a xylophone, but like kind of like that. Yeah. I know she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't play it that much, but there's currently a bucket of drywall mud in our living room. She likes to beat on that. So. Okay. Yeah. Maybe she's also- going to be a little drummer girl. Big fan of dancing to the Scooby-Doo intro music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's adorable. Yeah. So, I mean, she'll like dance if there's music on a little bit, okay. but I wouldn't say it's too soon to tell. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Any interest in picking an instrument back up? I don't know. Honestly, probably not. Like there are times that I'm like, oh, I wish I could play the guitar or I just wish I already knew how to do it. I don't want to practice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel similarly. Like maybe when I'm older and I just like want a hobby. Mm-hmm. Maybe. When you have a bunch of time to kill. Yeah. We got, we have a, a keyboard that I got Taylor for Christmas this past year. So. Okay. Maybe one day. Honestly, yeah. my hands are so sweaty. So like that is a big deterrent to me playing an instrument. Because oh, it makes it harder. I never thought about that. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. All right. Wait, did you tell us when you listen to music? I don't know if you did. I go through phases. So I typically, I'll, you know, I have a fairly long commute, I guess, to work like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. there and 30 to 45 back, depending on traffic. And I almost always choose to listen to podcasts or an audio book, but I go through phases where I only want to listen to music. And Mm -hmm. so I definitely, I listen to music in the car. We listen to music if we're cooking dinner together. Okay. And then sometimes if I'm in like a funky mood, I'll listen to music to either help me wallow better Mm -hmm. or (laughs) to like dance and try to get out of it. It's both good tactics. I like it. Yeah. Two other times that I didn't mention, I often put on music for Delaney when we are, when she's having breakfast and I've been walking with her a lot recently. So I Mm -hmm. usually listen to music while we do that. Okay. Do you have specific playlists that you're like, okay, this is my walking playlist or this is for... No, I definitely go by mood. Okay. So like mornings are kind of weird because if I'm like not all the way awake, then it's usually like softer music. 
Mm-hmm. But if I'm like having a great morning, then probably we're listening to either pop or Motown. Mm-hmm. Do you love Bruno Mars? Like where are you on I, Bruno Mars? Yeah, game? I love, love Bruno Mars. Okay, and we actually saw him in concert, which this is another interesting thing is what I love music and I don't love concerts. Okay. Taylor's Bruno was the excellent. same way. Oh, really? I've never heard anybody else be like this. <laughs> we went to a concert. We went and saw Maggie Rogers three weeks ago, maybe. And we're sitting there. We're waiting for or the openers playing. And I was like, I don't know what made me ask him this, but I was just like, oh, like, do you like going to concerts? Because I guess we'd never talked about it before. And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's like something that takes time to come to because when you're growing up, you're like concerts seem so fun. And like even, you know, as an adult, people when they're budgeting or, you know, travel and concerts Mm -hmm. and whatever, I do not enjoy them. And it, yeah, it's like it's too many people. Yeah, it's too loud. So I will only really go to a concert if it's somebody that I really love. Yeah, I would love to see Bruno Mars in concert. I actually was looking up tickets for his Vegas show a week They're ago so just expensive. out of curiosity. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. man. We went and literally sat on the back wall and the tickets were still expensive, but not sorry. Where did you see we him? PNC in Raleigh. Okay. Oh my gosh. It wasn't even that long ago, like maybe right before the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, no, it was a great show. And you know, no shade to anybody who likes concerts. It's just like a lot of uh, stimuli. And yeah, I just, I get overwhelmed and it, then it ends up not being as fun. Like, yeah, unless I'm really interested in the music. Yeah. Who is, who's somebody that you would pay a lot to see? To see. Well, first of all, fun fact about me that most people don't know is I've, because of my mom, I'm going to give her credit where she deserves it. I have seen Michael Buble in concert every time he's been in Raleigh ever. Before he was even really popular. Yeah. He has such a beautiful voice. He is an incredible performer. He's hilarious. He's so funny. It's the best concert I think I've ever been to, truly. Okay. That's really funny that you said that because that is Taylor's number one person that he would want to see in concert. He should come with us next time. Someone who doesn't like concerts, he's like, but I would love to see Michael. Honestly, it's because it's not, it's not as overwhelming because it's like, you know, the crowd is like not like freaking out and his music is really great I don't like uh, honestly next time we get tickets I'm gonna text Taylor and be like hey do you want to come with us it could be a secret on the slide I'll be like guess what you're going to see Michael Buble <laughs> yeah because truly it's a great concert I think I've seen him like four or five times at this point wow I'm just learning a lot about you and Taylor's like musical alignment right now I feel like we need to have a discussion for sure you do. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah what was your favorite concert I don't feel like I've, I went to more concerts probably when I was in high school because I would, my parents would drive me to Charlotte so I could go see all my screamo bands. Oh, that's nice of them to do. It was really nice. (laughs) Yeah. And I loved Emory so much. They were like just so special to me. And I was in like the second kind of row or whatever. And this lead singer like held my hand for a second and we were singing to each other and it was really sweet. Wow. So that was really special. I saw Justin Timberlake with our friend Brittany mm. and Travis. We were at that concert, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys were. And that was really yeah. fun. That was a good show. Yeah. So those are probably like my top ones. But yeah, I, Bruno Mars is my number one person that I would pay a 
good chunk of money to see. So I'm like, we'll probably go to Vegas at some point to see it, even though it's expensive, but it's like a fairly quick flight. Also, you know, Vegas, like make a whole thing of it. Yeah. I was thinking about who I would pay a lot of money to see. And I, first of all, because I don't like concerts that much, it's hard for me to pay a lot of money to see anybody. Yeah. But I've never seen Dan and Shay in concert, and they are probably one of my top three artists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So probably them. Okay. What was your first concert? That's a good question. Mine was Britney Spears, which is not that exciting. But that is what do you mean? That's not exciting. <laughs> that's insane. That's so. Cool. I mean, it was it was super cool in fifth grade when we went. That I wouldn't say like I'm a huge Britney fan anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, yeah, no, it was really cool when I did it. Honestly, I don't know who my first concert was, hmm. which is sad. I mean, yeah, I think it was probably like maybe it was Emery, maybe it was Anne Berlin. It sounds like you went to a lot when you were younger, though, and I did not. Like, I didn't go to a ton when I was growing up. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, I think, was my first like big concert. I've only I've seen him and then I've seen Justin Bieber in concert. And those are my only two like big shows that I've ever been to. All of the other ones have been smaller. Okay. I saw Miley Cyrus on accident. That was kind of fun. Oh, on accident. That's fun. Yeah. Somebody's like friend couldn't go. So I ended up picking oh, the tickets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? I saw John Mayer when I was. Oh, I've seen him too. Yeah. Probably like 20 or something. And that was, I think it was like at a Carowinds or something. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I went to college to a John Mayer concert. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, the Avett brothers played a wedding that I was at when I was younger because they were friends with the bride and groom. That's awesome. Actually, they were just in Portland on July 16th, and I was so bummed that I didn't know about it Mm -hmm. beforehand because that would have been fun. Yeah. All right. Well, sorry. We just kind (laughs) of just on a little (laughs) concert tour over here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell us about your Spotify and do you shuffle? This is a hot topic, I feel like. I love to shuffle. I like to be surprised, but I know that a lot of people don't believe in shuffling because an album's supposed to be listened to in a certain mm-hmm. way, which you do you, but yeah, I'm a do me. <laughs> but you're a shuffle queen. What do you think? I go back and forth. I don't think I'm somebody who's like, the album has to be listened to like this because honestly, I don't feel like I listen to full albums. I don't often either. Yeah. I will shuffle my playlist, but sometimes I just like click I click shuffle, but then I click through them until I find one that I want. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Do you use the Q feature in Spotify? Is, wait, is Spotify where you listen to music? Yeah, it is. Okay. Do you use the Q feature? Yes. Okay. That's why I like to like shuffle around the way that the orders that my playlists end up to like suit my mood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have your Spotify playlist like broken up into like mood type or how, what playlist do you have? Yes. Yeah, I have definitely playlist by mood. So I have a Motown disco one called September. And I have one that's like, you know, slower, whatever. It's called pretty music, which I feel like is the best description Mm -hmm. of the type of music it is. And then I've got a country music album. And then a couple of other ones that are like, like I have a fun playlist that's upbeat and like kind of kitschy songs and <laughs> like a couple other random things like that. But I would say those first three are the ones that I listen to most often. What about you? I really only have like one playlist that I listen to that's a shared playlist with one of my friends and actually my first ever serious boyfriend. Wow. <laughs> was in high school. Yeah. We were very serious about our music together. So uh-huh. 
and part of our friendship was sharing songs throughout. And so uh-huh. we ended up making a, a shared playlist together a long time ago now like 600 songs on it probably at this point. Yeah. Do y'all still add to it or is it just like a bunch of songs you used to love? I still add to it. I don't know if he does. I'd have to, ch- I'd have to check and see like when he most recently added, but I still add to it because that's like the only playlist I listen to. And then if it's not, if I'm, if I'm not listening to that playlist, then I'm listening to like a specific album that I want to listen to or a specific song. Okay. Interesting. I have a shared playlist with my brother for our lake house and I don't know. I always get weird about like, does he care if I add this or take this off or whatever? So I tend to prefer that I don't share playlists. Yeah. Do you enjoy making a playlist for an event? Yes. I it really enjoy being like the person who gets to pick the music for an event because I feel like the music is so important for a vibe. Mm-hmm. I also have like a couple of other playlists, like one that's kind of like cocktail music, like some, something that I would use as like a warm up. And, you know, like I have a couple of playlists already made for situations like that. Yeah. Speaking of very specific playlists, one of the bathrooms at the restaurant that we went to on Anna's bachelorette day was disco themed and it blew my mind so wide open like I know everybody else was like this is a cool bathroom I was like how do I do this in my house because like I'm literally taking inspo photos like I'm ready yeah (laughs) yeah I walked in and it's like a different playlist it has a specific playlist it was only like seven songs or something like that Mm -hmm. and so the whole bathroom had a vibe and its own playlist and I was like I love this this whole experience so like yeah, I think we're going to probably recreate something along those lines eventually at our house. Also, that was just like such a fun part of that dinner because someone would go to the bathroom and be like, what did you think? What did you think about the bathroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. It, it was the whole thing. So high. <laughs> Except for, yeah, it got hyped up so high and I was one of the last people to go and it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. So well, that I was like. Because people were good about not giving anything away. You're just like, mm-hmm. you can't picture it. Like, it's not something that you can imagine. Like, you're not going to go in there and it's just going to be some absolutely beautifully decorated, modern, you know, something that you could maybe picture. It's. Right. Yeah. Well, now I have to, I feel like we have to explain it to people who can't actually go into the bathroom. Do you have a picture of it? I have a video of it. Okay. Maybe we'll, we can post it on. Oh, on that's a good Instagram. idea. It had wallpaper that was basically like a gold disco ball. It was like gold sequence wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And then all over the ceiling were like gold spirally like party decorations. Mm -hmm. And all of the fixtures were gold. And then coupled with that playlist, it just came off as like you entered a disco ball. You walked into a disco ball. Mm -hmm. Which was just so fun. And I don't think that I want to do for our bathroom, like I don't want to do it where you feel like you're inside of a disco ball, but I definitely want the disco vibe, but like toned down a little bit because obviously that's kind of weird to walk into in a normal house. So, <laughs> sure. um, But I think I might do like disco balls on the ceiling. Like I think that could be fun. That would be so fun. With like a more, not neutral, but like a less eccentric wallpaper or yeah. wall pattern maybe. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. And now I have to get, I need a Google Home specifically for our bathroom, obviously. Of course. To play only seven songs. Like, I'm going to have to make a bathroom playlist. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like that kind of leads us into like, you know, I think the answer is yes. Like for both of us, probably we only listen to certain types of music at certain times, but can you give us some info about what moods you're in when you 
are listening to certain ones? Like, are your moods affected by your music? When do you choose to listen to certain things? Yeah, I feel like I've touched on it a little bit. Most of the time in the morning, I'm not going to be blaring Bruno Mars. (laughs) Unless you wake up and you are having the best morning of your life. Yes, in, in which case I will be. I feel like if I'm a little sad, then I'm listening to my pretty music playlist. But the difference being is like the pretty music playlist has some like sad slash bittersweet songs on it, but it also has a lot of love songs on it. So like if I'm in a sad mood, I'm listening to that one. But also if I'm in a good mood, but like not in a upbeat music type of mood, then I might be listening to the love song portion of that playlist more than the sad songs. For dinner, I feel like it kind of like later in the day, it kind of just kind of depends on what's going on, like what your mood is. Yeah. Also, if Seb's around, that, that might influence what I'm listening to as well, because I don't mm-hmm. I try not to listen to country as often with him around because he doesn't like it either. That's right. Seb. He doesn't dislike it. He tolerates it. Like there's definitely several songs that he likes. Um, I just know it's not his preference. So mm-hmm. what about you? I don't know. I feel like I maybe get in the mood more for like certain albums. Okay. That I used to always listen to like Bonnie Vare. I loved mm. the album like for Emma forever ago. I loved that album so much. Listened to it backwards and forwards a million times. And it was kind of weird because it would make me feel sad. Like I would want to listen to it regardless just because I loved it, but it is like a sad album. Mm. <laughs> And so it would make me feel sad. And now, I don't know. It's just is kind of all over the place. It really is driven by what I want to sing. I feel like more than what mood I'm in, maybe. Right. Do you ever listen to the This Is John Mayer or whatever playlist on Spotify, where it's like a Spotify-created playlist of an artist? Yeah, sometimes. I listen to those a lot. I feel like the only albums that I listen to consistently are the ones that I had on CDs. And I think that that's like a nostalgia thing that I listen to it all the way through or whatever. Okay. I started listening to the Olivia Rodrigo. That's like her first album. album. (laughs) And I thought about you because we listened to it a lot when you and Seb came to visit. Yeah, because it had, had just gotten really popular. (laughs) we were like both obsessed with it I feel like the boys were like okay geez like (laughs) get with it guys but it's interesting how I don't know like some of these songs it's like they really transport me to like a very specific time in my life even if it wasn't a song that was around like when I was that age yeah like the if the lyrics or the music is putting me in a certain mood I will think about these different times in my life which is so fascinating music is crazy I feel like the vibe of that album is definitely like angsty teen and I love it yeah in the best way (laughs) in the best way how do you feel about her new song vampire it's fine it's not my favorite okay what do you think I've liked it more like the more I've listened to it have you heard Miley's new song no but I want to I feel like I honestly Miley's last album I really enjoyed yeah, Seb actually really liked her last album, which was surprising to me. Okay, so Seb and I are on the same page musically, and it you and Taylor are on the same like, page. Yes, but I'm, I'm not sure if you're like exactly on his same page, because when I was, what, like 38 or 39 weeks pregnant, we went to a concert that was Bush, Breaking Benjamin, and Alice in Chains. Okay, that's maybe a little much for me. Yeah, it was a lot. Seb and I are in the same book. <laughs> you're You're close together. It's like... Similar, but maybe not quite overlapping. Not, not quite, yeah. 
how do you feel like music has helped you continue to grow? What does your growth journey with music look like? I feel like music has such a special ability to help you know how you feel about something. And it helps some artists are so talented lyrically and you're like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. And I never would have been able to articulate it like that. Yeah. But those two lines like perfectly sum up like how I feel about this person or how I feel about the situation or whatever. And so I feel like it has helped me and I'm sure will continue to help me identify like how I feel about something and help me explore it in a different way, help me articulate it better. Yeah, for sure. And it just like, it makes you feel less alone because you're like, oh my gosh, like you're writing this song. And it's reminding me of this situation and this person. And that's exactly how I feel. And so you've had that same experience of like, you felt like that. So puts you in your feelings. It puts me in my feelings big time. What about you? How has it helped you grow? I would say, I mean, similar that all of that is true. And I think that it helps me manage my mood sometimes. Also, it's just an important part of my life. So like, I I don't think we can discount that just even outside of like growing. It's like, it's something that's important to me. So there's that. Yeah. But yeah, I can use music to like help me, you know, I think you said something to this effect where like, if you're having a bad day, you can put something on and try to like work, work through it. And yeah, and it it does help. It's anatomy. (laughs) So yeah, I just, in that way, I feel like it's a tool for growth too. And it's nice to be able to share with Delaney at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one of the things that I think we're going to do that I'm looking forward to is start a music jar, which I think we might actually do this digitally instead of with pen and paper. But the idea is, you know, like you put down artists that are important for you to expose your child to, and then you randomly pick one for like the day or the week or whatever. And then that's what you play for the day. That's fun. Yeah. So I feel like I do a pretty good job of that naturally. Like I pick a random artist sometimes like we've listened to ABBA and Billy Joel and like, you know, a bunch of stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I don't always do a great job of incorporating bands that I know are important to Seb. So I would like to do a better job of that. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's cool. Hopefully that'll be a family tradition. I love that. I honestly, I do want it to be a physical jar. I know I have no say in this matter whatsoever. She might like it better if it's a physical jar, but I think at least we'll start the list digitally. To pull it out. Yeah, no, I can see that being true. I just, I would like it to live forever. So I think that would be easier to do if it's like, you know, in Google Doc, even if we like end up sure. copying those onto sheets where she can't actually physically pull it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to lose the list basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I think it would be fun if, like, eventually we took our three to five favorites of each artist and, like, made a family playlist. That would be fun. That would be adorable. And, like, when she's older, if she likes music, she can add to the list. Yeah. These are important artists to me. Right. So cute. Mm -hmm. Is there any new music that you've loved recently or a new Mm -hmm. artist that you're interested in? What have you been listening to recently? So Okay, so I mentioned that we went to the Maggie Rogers concert. And I'd heard a couple of songs off her new album, Mm -hmm. but I hadn't heard all of them. And so I really enjoyed her concert was really fun. I I had a great time. That's good. But her opener. Oh, interesting. Was really good. And Taylor and I both really liked them. It's they're called, I think it's pronounced always, but it's spelled A-L-V-V-A-Y-S. Okay. So I have a couple songs saved from them that I haven't really been listening to, but I have them saved so I don't forget. 
Okay. I'll have to check that out because I really like Maggie Rogers. Yeah, it was really good. And then, oh, I've been loving the song Liz by Remy Wolf. Okay. I'm not familiar. Check it out. I'll I'll text it to you. Okay. And then, <laughs> honestly, sometimes I get my music from when I watch the voice auditions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only watch the auditions. <laughs> it's Dancing in the Dark, which is, is that a Springsteen song? That I've, there's a couple of versions of a song that I can think of that is called or like has in the the chorus "Dancing in the Dark." So I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, this guy that sang it, it was on maybe like a Swedish voice or like something like that. I'll send this one to you too. But it's it's like a slowed down version, okay, of a faster song. And I also like love that. I like when people change up the rhythm of music and it works really well. Yeah, I think there is a lot of room for good covers. I have interesting opinions, I think, about covers. I think there's like a lot of room for good covers of good songs. I think there's mm-hmm. very little room for error when you're covering a great song. And it makes me yes. furious when people think that a cover is the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to respect the original, you know. No. No I feel what. like they should almost have to have like a disclaimer or something like this is a cover of whatever. Because the youths these days, they don't know. <laughs> okay, it was The Voice Norway. And it is by mm. Bruce Springsteen, okay. Dancing in the Dark. But he does it like completely differently. And it's so, so good. Okay, should we make a playlist? An episode playlist for this episode. Oh my God, I love that. No, yes, let's do that. Okay. Oh, that's really fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be so random, this playlist. I can already tell. It is. It's not going to, there's going to be zero flow. So. Uh, yeah. I'm going to already tell you that I'm, we haven't talked about it yet, but I'm definitely putting Saturn by Sleeping at Last on that playlist because I continue to be just like floored by how okay. beautiful that song is. So. Okay. I have listened to it. You know what we could maybe do though is we, once we get a, the list together, then we can build it like it starts slow. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. So maybe it doesn't need to be shuffled. But if you want to shuffle it, you can because that is your prerogative. <laughs> okay, what I've been listening to: very, very obsessed with "Little Boo Thing" by Paul Russell, which was something that he wrote, I guess, and then released as like a reel or I, I think it was a reel, not a TikTok, but on it on Instagram, I heard it, and people were very obsessed with the the song used it for a bunch of reels but he hadn't released the full version and i was waiting and waiting and waiting and the sample of it is best of my love by the emotions which is a great song too so okay it's a really good song can't wait for this playlist because i'm gonna get introduced to a bunch of new songs i haven't known one song that you've mentioned i bet that i bet that song you've heard on a reel i can almost just don't know yeah i can almost guarantee that you've heard it before because it got really popular and then i've been listening a little bit to queen herbie which it's it's spelled Q-V-E-E-N, Herbie. Her music, it's like rap, pop, but with like a good message underneath. It's not like a bunch of crap that she's saying. Yeah. And she just released a new album. And one of the songs, Housewife, is really catchy. I just like her. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I haven't listened to a whole lot of new stuff. I do know that Dan and Shay's got a new album out. It's not very long, okay. but I've heard one or two songs on it. And so far, so good. Okay. Yeah. That's so fun. 
That is so fun. All right. Well, if you have any songs that you've been loving lately or any albums or artists that you're like, you need to know about these people, please send them our way. You can send us an email at likeheartedpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave it in the comments on our Substack at likehearted.substack.com. And be sure to join us for the Like Hearts Club if you're there as well. And of course, feel free to send it in a DM on Instagram at likeheartedpod too. But for real, we are happy to hear your music recommendations. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye.